Union of the Unknowns, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of modern culture, presents a weekly digest of current events that may have slipped past your radar. This is not your mama's news. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Union of the Unknowns. Great to have you on board. Um, good to see my friends here. We have, uh, today we have the lovely inside and out, Ashley. Hey, Ashley. Hello. We have the dashing and debonair, Kielthor. Hey, Kiels, how's it going? It's going very well. Thank you. Excellent. And we have, well, America's sweetheart, but I would debate that. Everybody's sweetheart, Justin. <laughs> Hello, hello. When you said dashing, I knew that you were talking about him and not me. <laughs> dashing it's, it's and Devonair, not me. <laughs> it's the mustache. That's the secret. I wish well, I could grow one. Well, I'm gotta, glad I can't. He's got to squeeze really hard. <laughs> squeeze hard. <laughs> yeah, maybe another 20 years I'll be, uh, I'll be on board. So um, good to have everyone on board. And uh, what oh, what sort of a week has it been? Another strange clown world week. There's been a few Always. good things coming out of this week, I think. A few white pills popping up here and there. Some I'll exciting be, stuff going on. To hearing those. I guess that's going to depend on whether or not you agree with Kanye. <laughs> Wait. True. It's ye. It's Get ye. It ye. It My is, mistake. And I Who's actually Kanye? prefer the ye pronunciation. The I'm artist, gonna... the artist formerly known as Kanye. Yes. Yeah, wow. but everyone just calls him Kanye. It's sort of like the meta Facebook thing and the Prince symbol. Yeah. We're two minutes in and I've already taken us wildly off topic. <laughs> well, we're talking about Kanye, so it was a brilliant marketing <laughs> ploy, really, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> so, Ashley, what have you got for us this so week? We, we actually have a little bit of a Kanye tie-in. So it worked out for us. So my story for today is that the world of high fashion is experiencing a bit of a shakeup, a little bit of um, tumultuous times. Now, I would argue that they are being protected as always, but a lot of people are really upset with one of the high fashion brands, which happens to be Balenciaga. So the issue with Balenciaga is that they have come out with a campaign that honestly it's it has a lot of elements of pedophilia I'm just I don't there's no really nice way to say that they have children um that are in their images that are kind of alone and they have them with like wine glasses things like that they'd have the, the biggie was teddy bears that are dressed in BDSM harnesses. I mean, these are like really, really disturbing images. They have a couple of other really weird things. So they have a... For, let me stop you. For our listeners here who aren't familiar with various uh, sexual deviancy, can you tell us what BDSM is? Bondage, dominance, sadomasochism. Correct. So the bondage gear, it looks like a teddy bear in bondage gear, which is extremely disturbing. Um, so 
like there's the that gimp, the gimp from pulp fiction yes yeah it does okay. have that kind of vibe to it and so then there was also some it was just very weird but I mean, who can explain high fashion, right? Us, us, please. We don't, we don't get it. We wouldn't get it. Um, so they have caution tape and it spells Balenciaga, but it actually spells, um, ball B A A L is how they in the fashion or in the, uh, caution tape in the photos. Then they have, apparently they have some documents that were, uh, legal documents that were from a court case dealing with pedophilia. And then they have books of an artist who also had very weird photos. Um, I don't know if it was photos, paintings, pictures of children um, in really creepy ways. So overall, it was very, very disturbing. So it has been all over the internet, Twitter specifically, and a lot of people are talking about this in a lot of different ways. So we have the Kanye connection and we have people pointing out the hypocrisy of the fact that Balenciaga cut their, um, their ties with Kanye over comments that he made really over a tweet. And yet people are not severing their relationships with Balenciaga over this, which is um, a thousand thousand times worse um so then we have kim kardashian who also is associated with this company and she is evaluating currently her relationship with them and whether or not they're willing to take accountability we also appear to have the spin of the company that's trying to blame it on basically the photographer and the people that kind of created the um you know the shoot And then there are other internet sleuths out there, which are really pointing out and they're, they're tying in a lot of connections between, you know, just the the high fashion in general and this link to pedophilia, which, which is kind of known if you're known in the conspiracy, um, circles you will know that there's a connection between like jeffrey epstein and les wexner who used to own the limited and a bunch of other fashion brands victoria's secret so there's that connection and then Mm. epstein was also friends with another i cannot think of this guy's name right now jean-luc brunel perhaps the Um, guy that was in prison yes yes also did an epstein exactly counterpart yes he was Epstein and he was an Epstein counterpart in implicated in pedophilia child child trafficking so there's a lot of um a lot of threats to be pulled on here but it's certainly causing a firestorm online yeah so that's probably my favorite aspect of the story is that Kanye just pointed out some things that he noticed and he's lost billions of dollars, bank accounts, PayPal, Apple Pay. Uh, same with, you know, everyone on Epstein's list. Um, but they still, you know, they're still respected members of the community. A hundred percent. It's very frustrating. Kanye was, he was debanked essentially, which if you want to hamstring someone in today's day and time, and they do uh, for wrong think that does appear to be the way that we're headed based on the few people that we've seen this happen to. Um, so Kanye was actually debanked, lost his accounts. Um, and yet this company is still fine now because of this firestorm, they have ended up, um, deleting their 
I believe their social media accounts, Twitter and maybe even Instagram. So I doubt that they would have had to delete if Elon Musk, I know a lot of people have feelings on Elon Musk and Twitter, but he's apparently been cutting, knocking it down on the pedos. I have heard that myself, that, that, that angle of Twitter had been thriving previously. And now since Elon has taken over that the child porn ease, ease of access from the Twitter sphere has significantly reduced. Uh, so, so sorry you sorry. was a little cut out there um i'm sorry i've also just realized i haven't introduced myself i'm stella from australia <laughs> by the way everybody yeah. knows stella uh, this is my first host give me give me a break i feel um, like I, my i feel like my hello mate's a pretty good australian but i don't think anyone's gonna confuse us no <laughs> i doubt it hmm. um uh yeah i just wanted to pipe up about the process of the well the companies blaming the photographer mm. um now i've been in production most of my life bar some of the farming years and um i do know the process now look i think most people know the process that it's a photographer just doesn't cruise up and take a few photos and then they go straight to the magazine and get published there's a whole circle of process that you go through i mean it's fairly logical to know that um, it goes through all sorts of approvals. There's, you know, I mean, some of those editors, I've worked with some of these people, you know, doing TV commercials and things. Some of them are really nice people, but some of them just got their heads up their butts, you know, um, and they have to have a say in everything and they have to, you know, make changes for the sake of making changes, all that sort of stuff, you know, the arty-farty world. Um, it goes through a lot of process, um, obviously also looking at legalities to make sure that a company is not going to be in trouble for something that they don't intend to be in trouble for. Um, some of it is just to get attention, of course. So, no, I don't buy that one at all. I mean, that's just the scapegoat photographer story with a load of rubbish. Um, I did. I missed that bar tape. I did not see the bar thing. So good, good on you for picking that one up. I did not see that. Um, the yeah the way it was all set out with all that you know everything's all perfectly straight and ordered and oh that was creepy in itself um but the first time i saw those photos it was like i didn't know anything about what was going on i didn't know anything about this company or whatever and i just saw that teddy bear in the car like, is that teddy bear wearing bondage gear and i just said my god so what the i mean what process went through that you know that went through a process and people thought that was okay to go ahead and publish so there's an agenda. <laughs> there's no doubt, 100% an agenda. Yeah. yeah it's, they're, it they're wasn't an oopsie. They're spending millions, if not tens of millions of dollars on this advertising campaign. And yeah. they want us to believe that they're just going to give someone seven, eight figures. Like, oh, well, you know, we were. It's yeah. it, it actually reminds me of FTX, not like all and all of their shell corporations, not having a single accounting department. Like, really? Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't. I haven't seen the pictures or anything. So the 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 fashion show had kids in it. So or this was, was a this was a photo shoot. So it was like a promotion, and okay. it did have children in it. It was a okay. child that was actually holding the BDSM teddy bear. Uh, now, as far as the child's clothing goes, if you were just to see that, that didn't look that weird. But what? But there was still in the sense, yeah. even if the bear wasn't there, it, there was just, it just looked 
weird. It looked like a child being mm. alone at home. It just gives you a, mm-hmm. a, a weird. It was vibe. creepy. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of that's the lighting too. Um, but, but they had a oh, child, okay. just a, a young, a little girl just laying down, like laying down on a, I don't know what it was, a bed or a, I don't know what it was. Um, like a lounge like or tum- tummy bed. down. It was just everything about it was vulnerable and mm. icky. It yeah. was icky. Ugh. Yeah. It just is the kind of thing that even though the kids are fully clothed, it clothed, it just gave you yeah, suggestive it's just suggestive yeah. weird in, yep. in, totally inappropriate uh don't need to be pushing that boundary in, yeah. you know, uh, fashion very yes. unchildren mm-hmm. very i un-children. just i just posted a picture of it on discord and tagged you on it uh, oh, perfect. uh because it's it's just like it never <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable isn't it it's it's i can't even form words to describe feelings because it's so asinine yeah it's crazy i mean it's just it's just so in our face at this point i i feel like the part for me that really is like i just i i can't believe it i i'm just like this is where we're at and people are still like no no big deal you know this is not a big deal this is such a big deal. This is, you know, this corruption, but, but I think that that's part of it, right? For me, as I believe that we have, um, a lot of people that, you know, the predator class, as I call them, that are pulling the strings, then I think that this, you know, the, the pedophilia angle is important to them for many different reasons, like for the blackmail, uh, manipulation of others' behaviors, politicians and the like but i also think that it ties in with the spiritual warfare that we talk about a lot so the worst thing on this planet that you can do is to defile a child that is the worst like the number one worst thing that you can do so it seems significant to me that that um i don't want to say rhetoric but but just that that kind of thing is like really continuing to rise to the surface Whereas I, I believe that this has been happening, you know, you have the Franklin cover-up scandal, like this kind of stuff has been happening for a very long time and it's always been significant, but the fact that it's so in your face now and yet nothing is being done about it also seems very significant to me. Well, and the, the, the pedophilia thing has been so prevalent. I think it was in the 90s that South Park did the episode on NAMBLA, the National Association yeah. for Man-Boy Love. Mm. Uh, That's a real organization, by the way. Yeah, when, when I first saw it, I was like, this is this is funny, but it's stupid. And then like a decade later, I realized that it's a real thing. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I've, and yeah. they've been trying to say that like calling someone a pedo is a slur. The correct terminology is minor attracted person. Hmm. And I'm like, the correct terminology is put a f- effing bolt. Uh, I'm not going to, but <laughs> let's just say right. it's a problem that a bolt and a wood chipper can solve. Yeah. Now, this picture you sent, it's not even a good picture, like from a fashion sense, as far as I can tell. I mean, that, that kid looks spaced out. Like, it's not even. Yeah. No, and maybe that's on. part of it, right? The kid yep. looks. I wouldn't be surprised if they put that 
I wouldn't be surprised if that kid's on drugs. Yeah. Yeah. It looks so my take on this image is it looks like a a kid who got into her parents' bedroom and and found this stuff there that was theirs that they had decorated. Ha ha, look, I'm into bondage and I have a teddy bear that represents that. And I just keep that in the closet. But this kid found it and just happened to have it out playing with it on the sofa. So, I mean, that's what that looks like to me. Like, it I don't, does I don't have that look about it. The kid doesn't know what's going on, doesn't know why the bear has a leather strap and a. Right. Like, the kid has a, an stuff. innocent look about them. Yeah. I mean, so, to be honest, she looks just like my niece. Yeah. Well, that should freak <laughs> you out. Um, but but uh, what sort the, of so, parent allows this to happen? What sort of parent takes a child? I mean, there's only one kind of parent who will do that, isn't there? A tolerant parent. Mm, very open, well, very or accepting. Parents that, or parents inclusive. that are in on it. Well, my take yeah. is that their target audience is people that have, that go to wild sex parties that we always imagine rich people are having, you know? Mm. And so that those would be the kind of people that would have an item like this tucked away in their closet that their kid might find right anyway that, that's just that's just my my take on it so the, the whole thing is yeah it's it's inappropriate and do uh, does do we know how much that they were charging for it for the like bear how much yeah how much did the bear cost is that what the, the product was yeah well, was i didn't even know what the product was i thought it was, it was a clothing bear, was thing it? it's probably yeah. if i, I think, had to guess it's I think probably it's a, purse i think it's actually a purse oh the bear was a purse i believe it's a mystery that's that's what i've heard through the podcasting grapevines that seems to be the trend though isn't it with all these arty photo shoots of of clothing it's like you got to try to figure out what it is they're selling because they only show like a small portion of clothing sometimes yeah it's yeah very very trendy um so my guess is that it's going to be in the you know well over a thousand dollars, probably 1500. Some of the bags I'm looking at right now for Balenciaga, um, almost 1300, over a thousand, 1200, 1200. So probably in that price range, if I had to guess. Okay. I think I just clicked. So the teddy bear is the handbag. Is that correct? I believe so. Right. Okay. I didn't, I mean, I, I could be wrong, but that's just what I've heard. Um, that would make sense to me. That would make but, sense for the little runway shoot thing they did as well, the the fashion show. Uh, I mean, there's there's another thing, you know, if they want to blame a photographer, oh, it was our photographer. What's what's with the fashion shoot? Was that the videographer's fault too? Was it? Right, which was extremely creepy. Just to uh, give you an idea of what Stella is speaking about, at Fashion Week recently, I think it was Paris, uh, Balenciaga had their their runway, and it was just dystopian. It was pure dystopia. It was black and muddy, and people were walking in mud, and the people that were the quote models look disgusting. <sighs> they they look like futuristic, dystopian, malnourished humanoid not they like those children in the photos growing up yeah and and very non-binary well. looking it was uh very weird mm-hmm. yeah what were they selling too was that the hooded jackets i mean that's the only thing i could think of maybe it was the teddy bear <laughs> i never yeah, have they, they were all carrying those bears weren't they i've never understood fashion week 
And like, what, what is this supposed to be? Is this a look? Is this a vibe? Is this a color palette? What That's, are you selling? It sets the fashion trend for the world, right? Like, yeah. like it all trickles down and yeah. all the new clothes you see at Target in a couple of months are going to be tailored to look something along the line. Some aspect of the, the, the wild fashion they have at these shows yeah. gets translated yeah. into everyday clothing. If the devil wears yeah, well, Prada is to be believed, yes. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be seeing a bunch of bondage in Target. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just awesome. so sick. It's I mean, not I'm, your idea. So well, I reckon I reckon we've probably covered that. Did you did you want to say something else, Justin, about that? I, I had one off? more question for Ashley, and that was just has anyone mentioned Wayfair in any of these um no. threads that they were going down? Right. I have I had actually seen a little bit of a mention of Wayfair, but basically it just was a quick reference. It was like, you know, first you have Wayfair, now you have Balenciaga or something to that effect. So there was the mention of that, but it was not, at least in what I've seen so far, very much more detail on that aspect of it. Gotcha. Could you please fill us in what Wayfair is? Because I have no idea. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, so Wayfair is like an online, like, um, uh, home goods good store, um, like couches, furniture, um, oh, kitchen okay. stuff. And uh, basically what happened was, is that some of their pricing on their website for certain sets of furniture was like, ooh, like just insanely like out of like to the moon pricing. And a lot of the names that they had for the furniture were actually kids that were reported missing. Uh, like they have the <gasps> same names. It was weird. Uh, so the, the theory is that you basically spend $25,000 on this dresser and you actually get the kid. Um, oh, my Lord. And that was years ago. And yeah. it's been a couple yeah, of years. Okay. Everyone forgot about it, and now here we are with Balenciaga. Wow, I never heard about that. Um, I know that the art industry is very much, um, yeah, that's a very child trafficking type things. Yeah, often really not art in those crates at all. Yeah, so I'll send it. I'll yeah. send you some uh, deets on it um, in the Discord. Mm, okay, thanks, Smith. Yeah. Um, so oh, one, I'm sorry, uh, Stella, one really quick go, thing actually. about that too. There's some other threads about what's kind of going on in the fashion industry, like kind of tying in their satanic element. So we can also post that in the discord if anyone wants to join us um, and check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Join us well, in worshiping Baal. No. Oh, okay. Sorry. I misunderstood. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of gods coming out being worshipped at the moment, but that's another, probably another podcast, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for bringing that. That was very, that needs to be aired and it needs to be shared and it needs to be known about because there's still a lot of people out there who just deny the whole child. Oh, no, it's just a sign It's just a load of rubbish. Um, some people that I know. Um, so, yeah, we need to get that out. Yep. So, Justin, um, what did you bring? Okay, um, so I, I was I was looking through their website to, trying to see if they still had it up on the website, and it does not look like it. Um, but check back in a week once it all blows over. Um, but oh, more news from Cloud Clown World. Um, so I'm sure anyone that's been paying any attention saw the memes and the stories 
uh, was about a year ago, year and a half ago, when Biden named um, to the Department of Energy uh, a non-binary transgender BDSM uh, um, like furry it's it's there's, there's just too much to describe and i'm sure we already everyone can already picture him um so this uh lovely gentleman uh by the name of sam Britton, a senior energy department official was seen taking a woman's luggage from an airport so this is from the new york Post, uh, a Biden ad administration employee and one of the federal government's first gender non-binary officials has been accused of stealing a traveler's luggage from the Minneapolis airport in September. Uh, Sam Britton, the deputy assistant secretary for spent fuel and waste disposition at the Department of Energy's Office of Nuclear Energy, was charged with felony theft after allegedly snatching a Vera Bradley suitcase worth $2,300 from baggage claim at the Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport on September 16th. Uh, and I mean, it's, I'm just going to keep reading because it's, it's, <laughs> it's oh, mind-blowing, but in a more hilarious way. Uh, Britain, who uses the they-them pronouns, was captured on surveillance video grabbing the luggage and removing its ID tag identifying the owner. Uh, they were later seen using the suitcase on at least two occasions while traveling to D.C. on September 18th and October 9th. Britain initially denied stealing the suitcase to police officers, but later claimed they took it by mistake and still had it in their possession. And let me just pause there because next is like a full screen picture of this <laughs> this yeah. thing and it's i'm sure we've all seen the cone heads and just imagine if someone put bright red lipstick on one of the cone heads that's what we're looking at here and i will you post can put this... lipstick on a cone head but it's still a cone head ain't that the truth and i will post this picture in the discord so please pop in and have a laugh with us and he uh, looks like a dude <laughs> I'm, it's so annoying that they say them. He's a dude. <laughs> one one human individual. Wow. Yeah, you might have I a split a personality. You don't know that. I had no idea there was so much bigotry here. <laughs> what does HR say about it? HR is <laughs> fine with bigotry as long as it's against the right people. <laughs> as long as it is, yeah. it's comedic in nature. Yes, if it's a if it's hilarious, anything goes. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So this guy claims he thought it was his luggage. So question. That is a great question. Let me read you the next sentence. Okay. If I had taken the wrong bag, I am happy to return it. But I don't have any clothes for another individual. Britain first told the officer. That was my clothes when I opened the bag. The However, However, Britain called the officer back two hours after their first conversation and confessed to, quote, not being completely honest. I'm sorry, confessed to not being, quote, completely honest. 
since I'm doing the quotes, I'll be accurate. Uh, they said they accidentally grabbed the wrong bag at the luggage carousel due to exhaustion. According to the court filings, Britain said when they opened the bag at their hotel, they realized it wasn't theirs, but got nervous that someone would think they stole it and didn't know what to do. They said they emptied the luggage and left the person's clothes inside the drawers of a dresser in a hotel room. So I'm sure all of us have grabbed someone else's, you know, like you're at Starbucks, you grab the wrong coffee. Um, there's a, like you pick something, you go, oh man, I'm so, I'm so like, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so sorry. I am an idiot. And you go and you're like, this isn't mine. Because I wonder if I wonder if he sorry man. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say I wonder if um he sort of got them home and they didn't quite fit properly. So you know, I mean how many of these did you say the suitcase itself was two thousand three hundred dollars worth? I believe or so. the, the contents. I believe according to the article, that was the price of the suitcase before we take into account the amount okay. from the items inside of it. Yeah, I'm just wondering how many $2,300 suitcases there would be on a carousel that look exactly the same, you know? Right. <laughs> well, and here's, here's, here's the number one thing that pops into my head. So presumably, he brought his own luggage. So mm. whatever happened to that? You would presume. Like, either he knew he didn't have luggage. I mean, there's no way that he's going to BS his way through this. Um, and then... You also have him on camera taking the ID tag off of it once he pulls it off the carousel. So oh, it was on camera. Yeah, and it's 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 it's. it's All right. So this guy is a top executive in the Department of Energy, right? Nuclear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goody. <laughs> how, how do people that stupid rise to such high levels in society? Can I answer oh, that how question? Do that smart, how, do, how do people that smart go down to such low levels? That's another way of asking the same question. Well, I would say, Kilther, that is a great question. We should ask Kamala Harris. Yes, she could probably answer it. She'd probably <laughs> laugh and say, it was just an appointment to an executive position. <laughs> That's something along those lines yeah well i'd just like to say that um and shout out to tunes i'd just like to say that lucky that nukes are fake <laughs> <laughs> my thought on that is that this is more middle finger it's more of revelation of the method it's more yeah he, he corruption rubbed directly in your face let's have people that are completely a mockery of what would normally have been considered a serious position and and occupied to the masses would think a, a serious individual somebody takes their job seriously and so i think that it's just more of a an <clears throat> fu to all of us to see like oh look this bald-headed guy who's wearing um five inch american flag decorated heels and i saw him in a picture of that today Nah, this guy's this guy's just a dummy. Maybe he's being used as a as a pawn or something for that purpose. But there's no yeah. way. There's no way he's he he stole luggage deliberately just to fuck with us plebes and is 
I oh mean, no, I'm saying the the fact that someone like that is in that position oh, is yeah. revelation of the method. That is the screw you to us. Well, and- because he's making a mockery of um you know, like Biden. Now, not that I take any of those offices seriously. I obviously I think it's all bullshit, but you know, to the people that do care. Mm-hmm. But I think that's an overall great thing because it, the government, like, these are people that deserve to be mocked. Like, if how can you have this thing in the federal government and expect anyone to take it seriously? Yeah, I suppose that's, that's probably the point, you know, for us to look at this guy and laugh at him instead of yeah. paying attention to something that really is important, you know. 100%, 100%, absolutely. It's all these clown world things are just distractions. Just look mm-hmm. over here. Um what I love, though, is the, the lack of creativity in these creatures. It's like Davos on a dollar budget. You know, they can't come up with decent excuses. Oh, oh I just got a fixed up. Oh. It's just hilarious, these ridiculous things. And it's like, is that just because they think, oh, just say anything, doesn't really matter. It's out now, you know, just, yeah. just like the photo shoot we were just talking about. Oh, sorry, but it doesn't matter. The impressions are out. It's done. So I yeah, think crazy. what actually happened is that this um, Brinton guy, he had, like, it's all, he he obviously has a few kinks. Uh, I suspect one of those kinks is doing things to women's used underwear. And he was able to identify the luggage, I don't know if it, because it's a designer bag, but, and be like, this most likely belongs to a woman. And Britain was going to go back to the hotel room and do things with that clothing. But once he was caught, I mean, that's when you start making up all these, you know, oh, I thought I was just so tired, man. That's I'm sure Mm. it's not the first time he's pulled that routine. Yeah. No. If if he's not a paid actor. Yeah. Yep. I bet he had about the same motives as the, I believe this is ATF agent that got busted at a uh, open house um, going oh, through right. a three-year-old's clothes, like a three-year-old girl's dirty hamper and pulling out their dirty panties and sniffing them and then realizing that he got caught on camera. And I'm going to write down a note because I'm going to bring that story for us because that is... That that story was very disturbing. To say the least. I mean, if if that were my kid and I saw that guy doing that in her room, uh, I'd I'd be in jail because I would have attacked a, you know, a federal officer or something. There'd be a big blood stain on on the carpet. (laughs) Well... Yeah, there'd be a real crime scene. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> yeah. um so expect to hear that one in the next, you know, week or two. Uh that's gonna be a tough one to research because you know mm-hmm. I mean it's I'm I'm a pretty unoffendable person, but man, we're getting down some dark, dark roads, man. It just seems to be getting crazier and crazier, doesn't it? It's just, well, crazier in one sense. It's almost not laughable anymore. I mean, it is clown world, but it's like boring. It's 
now it's, it's just becoming like sicko and, and evil and i mean it always has been but just as Lashley said so in your face you have to laugh try or to cry cover. you have to laugh yeah, or it's cry. all part of it it's all part of the psyop i mean it, you know like i've said before it's a whole often things do come down to black and white i mean this it just comes down to good or evil yeah. when you really really break things down it's fairly easy to i wish these kind of stories would trickle farther out than you know just our our circles of of people listen you know watching them i mean i wish somehow well, <laughs> it's even if it out. even if it does it's completely irrelevant uh you'll see on social media you know hardcore or not, i know necessarily hardcore lefty peoples but just people on the left they're like oh you're still talking about a stupid a stupid laptop and it's like well but like the thing is is that laptop had pretty clear evidence of corruption at the literal highest level of the government taking bribes from foreign countries that could be considered an enemy of the state but it's it they're just able to blow it off oh and it's not even what aboutism anymore it's 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 like sam harris saying biden could have corpses of children in his closet and i still wouldn't have cared i heard cbs news finally came out it was like last week and said the the laptop was legit that it was it's it's a the real deal everything that people have been talking about this whole time it's real even mm. though we've been sitting on it this whole time you know omitting any knowledge we ha already had clearly yeah that, two years real. two years ago that we knew about that it was right around election time that that came out and it was just suppressed and, and there are memers who thank goodness have been making fun of it babylon b had some joke about them finally admitting something else that was really old news um and then um oh i lost my train of thought sorry go ahead <laughs> well i mean it's they probably i'm sure the cbs news waited until after the election and now the you know the republicans have control of the house so maybe well, there'll be investigations or something but they they're just trying to get ahead of it so now they can they can claim my... oh no we we're, we're not denying it you know we're on board with whatever's happening my suspicion was that they wanted to have it in the bag so that they could just pull it out whenever they wanted and use it as like a you do not pass go card for biden um like all right we're done with biden now let's look at all this corruption he's had and they yeah. probably wouldn't throw him in jail but you know mm -hmm. what i'm getting at like and then yeah it's 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 like the COVID stuff now now we're here sort of fighting over the aftermath of COVID, you know now we're now we're fighting about the legalities now it's, it's just like it's the trail that sort of continues to keep us distracted keep us divided keep us fighting in in fighting yep. so yeah just another tool yep that's the name of the game they they have yep. power when we aren't looking at them when we're fighting amongst each other yeah well 100%. the good news the good news is in america we have more guns than people that's definitely a good thing um, the other the other thing that I did want to yes yeah, Stella I really wish that we could rescue you I know that we we have our <laughs> so own um we I have our own to, problems here but I told her to start the, digging a tunnel two years ago she so, hasn't even gotten a shovel yet so you know how many shovels I've been through <laughs> <laughs> um Big Perm and I were hoping to win that uh that first billion dollar 
jackpot because we were going to be springing you and then we were going to spring Terry too. And then we would have our compound and it would be all good. Um, but what I was going to say, I remembered what I was talking about old news, right? So we, a lot of us have had discussions about the dangers of the shots and, the fact that that has been heavily suppressed and so many people are like, what are you talking about? Well, I just had an interaction with family member who they are conservative. And the first time hearing about the fact that the shots might be dangerous was when Tucker Carlson finally covered it. And I was just like, wow. was that like really recent? Rage that uh, he did like within the last three or four days uh or no days it's, been, so. it's been longer than that it's I been a few months. it was oh. actually at the beginning of uh when we talk about not your when we started not your mama's news it was around that time because we were calling it the warp speed okie doke uh, <laughs> yep, I, um, I felt like it was like midsummer-ish yeah mm. but i had tried to tell this person mm, like a year and a half before this that it was dangerous i tried to tell them and they said no that's all they said to me and i was like okay <laughs> that's literally a meme no it's no. amazing what fear can do to a population yeah you know, it's it, yeah well that's what they rely on isn't it it will destroy reason and free thought and independence living i mean it it's terrible. It's their biggest it's weapon. Really it's, it's their hugest weapon. That's what they do. Yeah. Fear <sighs> divides. Yep. Well, I guess let me close well, this one, one out mm -hmm. with just... Um, uh, bu -bu -bu so, Brenton, who became one of the government's first non-binary officials, was placed on leave about a month ago following the accusations. Oh, um, okay. So, but, and if convicted, Brenton could face up to five years in prison and or a $10,000 fine. And uh, one of my favorite things is qualified immunity has now entered the chat. Uh, there is no way that they are going to be charged with it. I'm going to follow this one because I'm sure she's going to claim quali- I'm sorry, she, he's going to claim like qualified <laughs> immunity- uh i would i would never do that to the women on purpose you are not no but um uh if anyone doesn't know qualified immunity basically is a doctrine the supreme court made up in the 80s saying that the government can't em, government employees can't be held responsible for uh things like constitutional violations uh, such as, you know, depriving you of your rights of property, yada, 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 without, and unless there is a clear-cut, like, case law. So police are still getting qualified immunity for First Amendment retaliation and all that stuff. But I digress. I'll bring that in another story before long. We have I'm the same sure. thing here in Australia. I think that's probably, I'm going to guess it's probably Western world, you know, well, and here's Western the world. Like, Especially with cops. Shouldn't they be held to a higher standard? Should and what is. Uh, like, logically, that's opposite. what would make sense in, in my retard brain. But I digress. So um, is, is that a real thing? I know it is for police officers, but is that a real thing for, like, federal government yes. employees? Yeah, There's government employees. 
basically every government employee enjoys the qualified immunity um caveat and then judges actually get an even better immunity called judicial immunity um and if you guys remind me i will bring one of those stories um like next week or something because there's a there's there's a doozy out of west virginia Mm. um but thank you for bringing that justin that was a very interesting story Mm. and uh i'm sure that man will look good in orange if he ever makes jail well he looks beautiful in orange we'll post a picture in the discord well that's (laughs) that is what he is wearing in his cone head i know just his color isn't it (laughs) he looks good ah help move on (laughs) keels what did you bring this time what have have you gotten from the news the clown world well i don't know this isn't really clown world i just it's something i find really interesting um but they were there's a recent archaeological find uh out in in a uh at an ancient uh dig site out in israel where they found very strong evidence for the deliberate uh, cooking of fish uh, dating back to 780,000 years. Previously, we had, we, uh, the, the modern thinking was that we had only started cooking deliberately um, about 170,000 years ago. So this really uh, shifts the, the, the frame of reference here. Uh, And there's uh, some implications as to, you know, when uh, mankind began coming together and forming uh, societies like this that that would, uh, you know, come around the fire and actually cook food to eat it. So it's that that's really that's really the main point. It, it's just I I find it fascinating. This uh, I'm not an archaeologist but i find archaeology amazing and uh you know it's you know it's funny is i've already written down more notes on this than i have for the my story and ashley's combined (laughs) well i can give you some more information though the the way that they determined that it was deliberately roasted instead of just maybe taught accidentally tossed in a fire and burned is by looking at the teeth on the the skull of this giant carp is what they found Mm. and they can analyze the the crystal structure that grows on the teeth as a result of uh, sustained roasting instead of being charred and burned away can i ask you do you know did you say where it was found was it like in a cave or there, there. It said. Was it buried? It, it was an ongoing archaeological dig site near a lake in Israel. How would, how would a a fish head last that long? Uh, Intact. How would how would they be able to tell? If it's if it's buried in sediment, quick enough. Uh, there's there's an anaerobic environment underneath there that. Uh, degrades yeah. or completely prohibits the the you know the bacterial process that breaks that stuff down yeah like they've dug stuff up in ice and everything but i just yeah, yeah i just sort of think even a fish bone would it be even more vulnerable than say a you know human bone for instance well obviously the rest of the fish wasn't there but um mm. they were just looking they had they enough looking, to tell yeah they had enough that they could determine the telltale signs of a 
a cooked fish, not a not a burnt fish. I'm sorry, I don't want to hog, but I just need to say one more thing here. That I just want to point out that the dating methodology is under extreme scrutiny. Um, some people say that you know carbon dating is reliable. I don't personally believe that it is. Um, there's been a lot of people who've proved that. Um, well, not proved, but there's a lot of people that have very strong evidence towards much different dating. Uh, well, you know, time lengths, I suppose. Yeah. In other words, that the world or our civilization is not as old as some people are making out that it is. So I'm just throwing that in there. Yeah, no, you're you're right. Archaeology is not an exact science, and no. uh, dating things is extremely important to the the whole study. Yes, and um, it also can work into the narrative. Yeah, but you you have to you know, like you say, carbon dating. It is very exact, but you have to know what, uh, how how old the thing is that you're wanting to date. Otherwise, the it can it, carbon dating can easily be. Um, <clears throat> uh, you have to know how old the thing is that you're trying to date. No, you you have well, if you if you kind of have an idea of how old something is, yeah. uh, you can do a carbon date on it and confirm it. It's. Yeah, but that's based on they, some other carbon dating, possibly, or at a, a different strata level, or if something, if if a specific type of tool was found right next to it, mm. and they know that this tool was used at a certain time, they can do yep. dating. There's a, there's a whole lot, a whole range of dating mm. uh, techniques out there that they use, and what you want to do is apply as many of those as you can and get a cross reference. So if they all tell you that it's about around the same time, then you can be fairly confident that you're looking at a certain specific time frame. Ideally, that would be, yeah. Yeah. Did you have something to say, Ashley, then? Um, I did. So I have been watching the channel Suspicious Observers. And unfortunately, I don't have the exact method that they were talking about dating, but they did talk about some of the issues with carbon dating and some of our dating methods. However, this guy seemed to think I, that there were some that were a little more accurate. And I feel like he maybe said lithium, um, but I, that's only speculation on my part. I don't recall, but I just did want to kind of chime in that I had heard that there are some other methods that are pretty good at helping um, to date things. And that that is definitely one for us to keep in mind, like what they're yes. telling us and um, just be aware of, yes. uh, you know, what method they're using and what their angle is, but it is a very fascinating story. And I am very curious about all of that kind of stuff. You know, um, the suspicious observers talks about many, many disaster cycles that have happened here on earth. I mean, that's a whole other thing for us to get into, but that could go to what Kiel was saying that it was preserved in a fast enough way. Um, you know, so it's very interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. All right. So I just want to jump. So the so this is from like roughly like 700,000 BC. Is that what you, the timeline? Closer, closer to 800,000 years ago. Okay. So this brings me to a topic that's been pretty interesting to me for a few years now. Um, I don't know if you guys listen to Joe Rogan podcast, but he has had on, uh, I think almost annually, uh, Randall Carlson and Graham Hancock. Um, Graham Hancock's they, a good guy. Yeah, and they have some pretty great books out there. Um, 
So basically, the, you know, too long didn't read is that they believe that humans have are a species with amnesia. Um, so they suspect that uh, what's called the Younger Dryas theory. Um, so basically what they believe is that around 10,000 years ago, I could be very wrong on my timelines and everything else, but I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm just going to give it to, to you as I remember it. Um, basically about 10,000 years ago, there was some sort of cataclysmic event, most likely like meteor strikes, uh, hitting the planet that basically sent us into a, uh, I think we were in an ice age and it rapidly brought us out of an ice age. Um, and there's a lot of evidence that would suggest this um, because the current, as, as Kielthor mentioned, like the current perspective is that modern civilization only started like very recently in the timeline of earth um so i believe it was within you know like two thousand years ago or so that that they say that we started getting uh, you know civilization um still please feel free to jump in um i just wanted to talk about the latest graham hancock thing that's going around um, ancient apocalypse i watched that yeah. last week well, that was a netflix thing wasn't it yes, yes ma'am yes it was um there's, I mean, yeah, he, he brings some really interesting points, etc., and he sounds very convincing, but there is another chronologist and uh, historian who very validly debates a lot of what Hancock comes up with. Um, and long story short, he basically says that Hancock has made an error in um, his, uh, some of his conclusions, his mathematics, basically. Mm -hmm. And has not has chosen to ignore that and keep going basically to sort of save face it whether he's been planted there to do that i don't know it's a possibility some people are um but i was watching something that, uh, what i'm trying to quote here is there's a gentleman jason Brashears, and he runs archaics.com and he i've been getting into a lot of his stuff lately um because i have an open mind and i want to know the truth and he brings some incredible um, information that he has gotten. I won't go into it, but he's he's read a lot of very, very, very old books, pre-censorship, all that sort of thing, because of his life, the way it went. Uh, anyway, he talks about Graham Hancock, and he he severely debates what, what Hancock's talking about. He, he believes that Hancock is severely misleading people and knowing that he's doing it. Uh, and then he mentions something about the Maltese government were quite upset with Hancock, oh, yeah. um, because yeah. there was, there was, yeah, there was some. Um, well, okay, maybe you guys know more about this because I tried to look into it a little bit. I was well, looking up Malta archaeology. I didn't really get very far, so please. I can tell you that on their last um, appearance on Joe Rogan, uh, where they were, it was basically a promotion for the Netflix special. They were saying something along the lines of they suspect that like what they're thinking is is that how they built the pyramids in egypt was um so like something along the lines of, like every single thing has its own frequency and if you're able to manipulate this frequency you would hypothetically be able to um like do things like levitate stones um to build a pyramid 
Um, and he said something along the lines of that there were some people in the Maldives um, islands that were working on this, I guess we can call it an energy source, um, that was based on this and that they've had to keep it under wraps for years and years because they didn't want to get assassinated or anything. And uh, that basic, like, it, it's like nuclear fission, but, like, way easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, when I got to, when I was listening to it, it sounded pretty sus. Uh, but on the other hand, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like, if this is actually happening, it'd be pretty, pretty neat. Uh, but, yeah, basically, he was saying that people in the Maldives scientists were doing this thing to create some sort of um, unlimited energy source and that they were going to open source all of it so that the whole world had access to it and a single company couldn't just patent the technology and finish with I believe they said that Hyundai the Japanese car manufacturer spent like invested millions of dollars into this research and that they are actually going to be using the technology in some way for their business uh Hmm. something something yeah a lot of this stuff is so you know theoretical and speculative but i i I love that kind of conversation i mean I, i i don't i don't really know uh uh, Graham Hancock from anything other than this Netflix special, but I guess he's he's been around for a long time. Um, he has, yep. But uh, his, I mean, I, I love that kind of speculative history and archaeology and stuff. There's there's another show called America Unearthed, uh, hosted by uh, what's his name Scott Walter, and he he goes around different places in America and takes a look at you know, myths and legends and stuff, local legends, and puts out, you know, alternative uh, history, theories about the history of uh, people coming to America and stuff. Um, But so I I don't, I don't buy into it all, but it is, I I love it because it's, uh, it's like food for your imagination, really. And, uh, and, you know, you can't, you can't say that these people are, these theories are absolutely wrong. Um, but, uh, they, they, they don't necessarily have a lot of evidence behind them, but that's all, so, it's all very interesting. I should say. Can I, can I ask for you, to you guys that have heard the, the anti-Graham Hancock perspective, does anyone have an answer for Go Bekle Tepe, uh, which was a city, I believe in Turkey, that's yeah. roughly 10 to 12,000 year, years old, that was intentionally buried, right. um, like, like they just took an entire city and buried it. It wasn't. You would be, city. you would be surprised how much is. Well, you probably wouldn't actually. You're awake. Um, how much is hidden by the different governments? For instance, mm-hmm. Egypt comes to mind. There's a lot of um, discoveries that have been found, and that's just Egypt. I mean, I'm talking about all over the place. But the government, they just don't want certain things coming out, and. I can understand why there's certain, you know, I mean, some of it might be a little bit nefarious, but some of it is also protection. I mean, look at, you know, how things would just get stolen and taken, you know, put into the city of London, into the Vatican and everything, and they really belong back in their countries of origin. Um, and what was it, De- the Devil's Marbles or something? Uh, anyway, 
I won't go into something I can't remember. Um, but yes, the government does cover up a lot of um, this, these fines. Mm. Uh, they want to keep them to themselves for a while, possibly just for a while or possibly forever. Um, there could be many, many reasons why. Yeah, Go- Gobegli uh, Tepe was buried thousands of years ago, uh, seemingly deliberately and very quickly. Like it wasn't just covered up by layers of dust over the years. And it's it, it wasn't a city, although from what I can from what I understand, the entire site has only been excavated by, you know, a couple of percentage points compared to what they think is still buried there. And the the archaeologists that originally discovered it and excavated it stopped uh, because he knew that um, better techniques would come around in the coming decades, and he so he did some excavating. And um, what they found was amazing. Like uh, uh, Justin said, it's way, it's older by thousands of years than what we previously thought uh, mankind was capable of, of producing. But they didn't find, it wasn't a big city. It was more of like a, a temple facility. And they found uh, some small settlements around it a little bit, like more temporary. Uh, so it kind of looks like uh, more of a religious pilgrimage site and so if that's true then maybe the you know a new regime came by a new empire took the place over and they had their own religion and they said screw this you know it's we're going to just bury it we don't want the people to be able to worship this way anymore so that's that's my theory and i think that's i think that's a, a popular um yeah so that yep. that that could very easily make sense yeah. that's uh, happened all through history yeah sorry it, it's a fascinating subject. If you guys, if you listeners sure would like us to do a more in-depth, you know, we can we can dedicate entire five episode, you know, oh, series sure. to this if 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 you guys want. So tweet at us at Union Unknowns if you'd like uh, us to do that podcast, and we absolutely will. One hundred percent. It I is. Will be there. <laughs> it uh, it's a never-ending subject. It, it is absolutely fascinating. Uh, I do. I do recommend, uh, if anyone is interested in this sort of stuff, look into Archaics, A-R-C-H-A-I-X.com. Jason Brashears, fascinating man, uh, fascinating information, undeniable. I'm, I'm not 100% on board because there's a couple of points I have a little bit of personal, probably just pre-programmed problems with. But uh, at this point, hard to deny any of it. Um, and, and there's so many angles to It's not just history. There's uh isometric mathematics which means you can look at the past and predict the future and it does work it's quite incredible um there's so many different things and one of the things that he talks about too is us cataclysmic events that happen on a regular basis uh specifically every 138 years and it's called a phoenix event and um there has been certain fossils found that are for instance um fish in the middle of consuming another fish mm -hmm. fossilized stuff like that so it happened had to happen really fast yep. so this is like um yeah uh, masses of clay that cover things all of a sudden i've seen lots of pictures of um fossils like a, a tree going through many different sediment layers um, but it's just the one tree so it hasn't happened over millions of years it's happened very very fast so mm -hmm. fascinating absolutely fascinating yeah. never-ending can of worms that one and i'll ask i'll ask terry canary if he can put uh the website archaics 
uh, in the show notes for you. So I can do everyone yeah, yeah. check, yeah, check that out. Check out the show notes for all the, all the news stories and everything. Be ready to have your mind completely blown open. <laughs> but uh, it's not for Always. everybody. Always was, yeah. On a day I don't basis, have a really. mind anymore. <laughs> it's been blown up too many times, isn't it? It's crazy. But we'll do that. Yeah. Well, um, we're getting uh, getting uh, long in time here, so I better just bring my. Sorry, did you want to say something else, Kiwis? No, I was saying that's it for me. I'd, what's what do we have next? Oh, okay. Yep. Um, well, I, I thought I'd bring something a light pill. I can't really quite call it a white pill yet because there's still a few little things that have to happen. But um, basically, there was a, a report this this week. I should check the date, but it was very recent this week. Um, Redfern Legal Centre, which Redfern is a place in Sydney, Australia. Uh, there's a legal centre there. It's called Redfern Legal Centre. And um, they've been taking uh, the COVID fines and things of dealing with the Supreme Court about these COVID fines that were all handed out during the debacle of the last two years. Uh, for So you probably saw footage of Australians, it wasn't just Australians, I'm sure, but um, a lot of it came out of here, of Australians like on the beach, um, in parks, uh, lots of space around them, maybe not wearing a mask. Sometimes they were wearing a mask, but they were out of their house when they shouldn't have been. And, remember all the you know the five kilometer I don't know if you guys got the same thing but we weren't allowed to go any more than five kilometers from our house for, for some point there wow yes oh okay we, I thought that was yeah that was yeah no, <laughs> it was pretty me, a lot of us live in the free state of Georgia yeah that's that's a okay. ridiculous concept here I don't think we had any lockdowns at all and if there were any I wasn't aware of them there there were official lockdowns uh to a certain there were certain places well, that needed I, to be shut down but where i was where i'm at you you know well i know atlanta had i mean i, I remember lockdowns. going to places to to they were restaurants were converting to takeout yeah restaurants were converting to takeout and i remember uh, i was going to like a it was a italian joint and they had like a bar in there place was packed no masks people have there's a band playing in the corner it was as if nothing had changed and that was in the heat uh, like in the the deep part of the lockdown so I, I mean it just depends on where you live really i don't even think they had that in california stella that is how severe that i think the lockdowns were in australia because yeah, I the the it was fairly severe. yeah the worst states for sure California was probably the worst um and a lot of things were locked down but I don't even think it was that bad there I actually yeah, think well, Gretchen Whitmer state was worse but that's a digression yeah maybe yeah it did just change from state to state I think they were just experimenting different things they had a very well organized and planned out different experimentations for different yeah. areas and different um socioeconomic areas as well like you know how the people might receive this and this is really opposite to the usual thinking i think they had it very very well planned out but anyway back to australia um yes we have definitely been a test um site for many of these things mm -hmm. um so yes that you there was people you know coming out of the surf with their surfboard being arrested um there was people who because they were sitting on a park bench and not actually up standing up 
uh, doing some form of exercise, they were also arrested um, because if you were outside, you were only allowed to be outside of your house for, I don't know, two or three reasons. One was an emergency. One was to go straight to a place to get some medication and straight home again and full on masking and all that, of course, social distancing. And the other thing was if you had, if you're an essential worker and you had to go to work or whatever. So they were sort of the conditions you were allowed to leave your house. Apart from that, um, if you had, if you're doing some exercise, I think there might've even been a time limit on, on it at some point, but there were some times where some of these rules were changing twice in one day. So that was also um, part of the plan with the confusion. So just getting back to the Redfern Legal Centre, they've gone to the Supreme Court and um, there was a couple that received a fine, uh, uh, I think they were on the beach or, you know, something just as harmless, you know, in a, in a park, I think. Um, they were fined uh, and they challenged the fine and it's basically, it's set a precedent. The, the fine, well, it, it's going to be knocked out, which means they're going to get their refund. There was a third person also that had a victory in the court. So yes, precedence is set, um, which means that now, and a lot of the news items are all reporting, there's around 33,000 fines um, that are going to be knocked out, which amounts to almost $33 million. Um, <laughs> just always got to throw the 33 in there. Always got to have 33. Always in there. Um, so the actual, like the, I tried to find out what the fines were. Um, so on the days, like if I, if I was approached by an officer and I was fined on the spot, I would be penalized a thousand dollars and then it would go to court. And as an individual, I would be either facing six months imprisonment or $11,000 fine. And if it was a corporation, uh, and if I kept doing what I was doing, it was another $5,000 per day that I kept doing it. Um, if it was a corporation, like for instance, some of the restaurants that refused to shut down and just, you know, so um, they would, if that went through court and they were convicted, they would be six months prison or $55,000 fine plus an additional $27,500 per day. They kept doing what they were doing. It was insane. So it was just like a small part of the insanity. Getting back to the whiter, well, the, the lighter pill. Uh, it looks like the court is going to chuck this out, which means, yes, a lot of these fines are not going to go through the courts. It's set a huge precedent. And the reason being was, I suppose, in a way, they're kind of blaming the police that the description area of the fine wasn't made out uh, in a way that it could be contested in court. So they just write out something like, um, you know, breaching section six, seven, eight, nine of the health act, whatever, but they didn't mm. specify exactly what it was. So it was kind of like a little bit of a technicality, but mm. I think that's more for the, that's more for the public, the media. I think really it's just, it's based on the fact that they couldn't write anything down those damn description boxes because there were no laws being broken. Those exactly. bastards. Right. Uh, now in, uh, in New York, uh, a few weeks ago, they, there was a story that came out that uh, you know, all the, the nurses and people that refused to get vaccinated were fired. And now they're being that 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 uh, action has been contested in court. And now they're getting their jobs back and with back pay and stuff like that, because and I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but the rationale was that the 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 risks for 
uh, like the requirement for them to get vaccinated was un- unjustified ultimately. And, and so now the, everything's being reversed. So do you think something like that is possible? Do you think the down there in Australia, they're, they can set a precedent that said, you know, the, the, the risks they were per- supposedly um, creating by not following the rules were not, you know, not realistic. And instead of that's a good question. That's just, that's a good question because you're really just sort of defining an angle that they're coming from, I suppose. Yeah. I kind of probably doubt mm. that would happen because that would be an admitting that oh yeah we we screwed you over all right. Um, right. Look, for, for instance, <laughs> okay, this this should say a lot. Victoria was the worst state, right? People mm. were freaking terrified. High suicide rate, all the stuff you'd expect, like massive. Um, Daniel Andrews is the horrid, disgusting bag of meat that runs that state. And um, he just got re-elected. Unbelievable. Because I thought, I thought I, he was I, kicked I, out. No. No, he hmm. fell down some stairs. <laughs> um, no, I mean, no, he, I, he, he took leave for a while because he heard, heard his back falling downstairs. Maybe that oh, I, I really thought that they had elected someone else because I remember asking you about that, like, how uh, New South Wales changed leadership. Okay. So maybe you might have been thinking about that. I mean, they're all as bad as each other, but Daniel Andrews was just that extra rotten cherry on top worse, you know, like yeah. just send I, I don't I mean, I I think it's fairly well known. I don't believe at all in the election system. So I don't you know, but I spoke to um a, a Victorian resident um recently just to say, what is the social vibe down there? Like, do people do you think he was really actually re-elected or was he, you know, they say, oh no, they think that he did a great job getting us all through this. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of blind sheep still down there, um, well, unfortunately. Did it New South Wales just recently reintroduce a mask mandate? Yes, they did in um, hospitals and things like that. Um, I'm not sure if it's actually, well, it is mandated in hospitals and places like that. And possibly public transport too. I think they might have reintroduced it there. Whether it's still active, I'm not too sure. Because I, I like, I don't care. I just don't wear one. Um, but uh, I think it was more about heavily advised that people should wear masks. I have seen a lot of people wearing them again around here. So yes, there's a bit of a revival. Uh, they have threatened to shut us all down at Christmas again as well. So there, it's, there's always this lingering, you know, constant. Don't get too comfortable thing going on well you're gonna feel you're gonna have uh you're gonna feel really guilty if daniel andrews listens to this show and hears you talking bad about him Mm, oh i'm gonna feel so bad about (laughs) that (laughs) um a bit of truth he wouldn't he wouldn't recognize truth if he heard it just in case people who are listening don't understand i would say that besides china and probably, you know, I think it was pretty bad in Canada, but I would say the absolute worst outside of China had to be Australia and New Zealand as far as lockdowns, restricting movement. And not only that, I mean, we're talking apps, like the the app that you had to prove. The trace, track and trace app. Yeah. Oh man, that was another, yeah, total 
the government just cannot guarantee that your information is safe. They just cannot. And I have read articles from government people saying, yeah, it's not safe. Don't use it. You know, like off the, off the record sort of thing. Yes. So yeah, sorry to interrupt there, Ashley, but yeah. Oh, I'm glad you did. My dogs were barking. Um, but basically oh, okay. that the whole facial recognition to prove that your home, like the audacity, it, it was, it was really severe and, uh, really punishing and it, it was just, it was really bad. It was inhumane. It was, yeah, it was, it was very inhumane. There were a lot of people who were, um, brutally assaulted. Um, there were also a lot of crisis actors videos going out there as well. So please bear that in mind. Um, not saying that it wasn't as bad as that, but there was reasons for that as well, just yeah, just to give a certain impression. So yeah, um, basically the white pill, I suppose that we're ending on there or the lighter pill is it looks like that, yeah, they're gonna have to admit that, well, there's a lot of people under financial stress that are gonna be very happy to hear about this because there were a lot of fines given out. Um, and do you- And it there, looks like they can't go through with it. That was 33,000 fines you said? That varied. I looked at a few different stories and that gotcha. some of them said 45,000, um, two or three of them said 33,000 fines. Uh, a couple of them said different amounts of fines, but up to $33 million worth of and all this. There were 33s all through everything. Not, you know, I mean, it's just something I noticed <laughs> well, and <can laughs> because I, it's all part of it. Can I ask signals you, to each other. which would be a very quick Google search, do you know offhand the, excuse me, the rough population of, of Australia? The rough ones, there's probably about 10 million of us rough ones. No, um, say around, <laughs> I think it's around about 25 mil, something like that. The last time I looked, maybe probably more by now. That's so crazy. Or, or maybe there's actually, no, there's probably less. Oh, I hate to say I was, that. I was going to say, less, with, isn't there? with all those vax mandates. Yeah. That's so crazy. It's such a huge place. Australia actually, is ginormous. Yeah. Yeah, that um, I don't want to say the name of it because it possibly might get us in trouble. The um, it the two word the two word documentary that came out. Um, it started with died, and then there was another word in it saying suddenly. Mm. If anybody watched that, um, I think it was that one. There was a graph. Did anybody notice that graph with all the excess deaths and everything? And then it went along to Australia, and it was like. <laughs> just went on and on and on. I had, I didn't realize that. So I don't know. I should probably double check that because it was Stu Peters. Um, but uh, yeah, that was, that alarmed me greatly. I didn't realize we were that bad, but wow, you know, I, did, I didn't catch that, but that, that was, that's definitely worth following up on. Yeah. Yeah. I'll double check that. And All right. If you guys Justin. would like us to do a diet suddenly, like watch along and review <laughs> Tweet at us so at go. Union Unknowns. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. HR cleared it. Don't worry, Stella. <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. You can be the scapegoat, man. Please. All right. Well, I think that may have uh, brought us to the end of yet another fine episode of Not Your Mama's News. Thank mm -hmm. you, everybody, for your, your brilliant insights and uh, research. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, where can we be contacted? And where's the end blurb, please? Well, glad that you asked. So you can find us at unionoftheunknowns.com and that will have all of our contact information right there. Also, you can send us an email at unionoftheunknowns at gmail.com. 
you can leave a voicemail at 404-482-3130. Again, that is 404-482-3130. We're still trying to get our first hate mail for Justin. So if you want to help us out with that, we would appreciate it. And then additionally, as Justin mentioned earlier, we are found on Twitter at Union Unknowns. Yes, we want Beautiful. to hear from you. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know there's somebody out there. there, yeah. there and at there. this point, like a single tweet could have a massive influence on what we do. So if you want to get your foot in and like, I'm going to get these people to say some really stupid stuff, just tweet at us. You never know what's going to happen. You never know. We're very, <laughs> we can very easily be manipulated. <laughs> yeah, but don't tell your mama. Don't Thank you, tell everybody. Her. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, take care, everybody. Um, bless everyone, and we'll talk to you next time. See you guys. Thanks, Bye. everyone. Have a good night. Not Your Mama's News has been a production of the Union of the Unknowns podcast. New episodes are available weekly on all your favorite podcasting networks. Curse of Oak Island starts in 10 minutes, guys. 10 minutes.